It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Washington football with your host of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Dave Harris, and Chris Russell. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilbar. Go to Bilbar.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you will get 15% off of your next order. Welcome, Washington football fans, to today's episode. All of our new listeners and our returning listeners as well. We appreciate all of you. If you haven't already, please click subscribe on the podcast platform that you are listening to us on. Leave a rating and a review if possible. Five-star ratings will get read on the air eventually as we work our way through those. We appreciate them all, of course, uh, equally. When Chris and I are not here at the Lockdown Washington Football Team Podcast, you can find Chris over the Team 980 Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can find that on the Odyssey app as well as you can find Chris covering your Washington football team and writing for SI.com. You can find me covering the NFL's Tampa Bay Buccaneers over at the Lockdown Bucks Podcast with my co-host there, James Yarko, and, and in writing as well over at BucksNation.com, a part of SB Nation on Twitter. Find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82 and find the show at LockedWFTPod. Happy to join you all again after the long weekend. Chris, I hope you had a good weekend. I hope all of our listeners had a good weekend. There were some Washington football team players, though, who did not have a good weekend. Absolutely. Good to be back with you, David, uh, and everyone. And like uh, David said, hope everybody had a good, safe weekend. Weather is nice and warm in the, here in the uh, Washington, D.C. area, so that's good. Uh, sure sign of spring, and that means we're drawing ever closer to the NFL draft. And that could have triggered some of these moves. Uh, the Washington football team on Friday afternoon, David, uh, after our last episode was well put to bed, released uh, tight end Thaddeus Moss, son of Randy, defensive lineman Caleb Brantley, uh, running back slash kick returner Javon Leak, he a Terp, uh, and now he uh, not a Redskin, or I should say he, a, he not a Washington football team player, my bad, old habits die hard, uh, running back Michael Warren, and wide receiver uh, Emmanuel Hall. And, you know, I guess certainly the big name on this list of the five is Thaddeus Moss, Uh, the tight end. And we were just talking about him on the last episode, right? We were trying to figure out uh, after Jeremy Sprinkle officially went to the Dallas Cowboys, 
okay, here's who we have for potential tight end number three. And I think we both agreed, you know, that Thaddeus Moss would certainly be in that mix if he could be healthy. The problem is, is something must have happened uh, specifically to him because he was not waived injured, right? He's not waived with an injury designation, meaning he could not pass a physical, at which the NFL has to, um, or I guess the Washington football team has to notify uh, on the official waiver why he was just released along with the four others. And same thing for Emmanuel Hall, who blew out his Achilles tendon, I believe it was, last summer. And Caleb Brantley was an opt-out. And the other two guys are just the other two guys. Um, but I don't believe this is injury related. If I'm understanding how these transaction wire moves work, I think this is just clearing out space because either A, they didn't think he was going to be ready or B, he did something wrong in his rehab or, 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 or maybe he wasn't showing up for meetings or, or whatever he had to do um, because this appears, and I want to just be careful, this appears to be a straight release at least that's how it was noted on the official transaction uh, release from the organization. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they're they're required, you know, by NFL rules and, and all that stuff to designate. If it was a failed physical, then he would be released with a failed physical designation. If it was an injury settlement, uh, then again, that would be annotated as well. So, yeah, it's it's you know, usually when you when you're boiling down to this, especially the back end of your roster, you're, t- you're usually talking about either. Uh, you know, commitment to the organization, you know, effort stuff. And when you look at a guy like Caleb Brantley, that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind. I mean, coming out of Florida, uh, you know, he's a kid who had a lot of talent. He had some charges pending over his head at the time of the NFL draft. So that hurt him obviously significantly. But then there were also concerns over his work ethic, uh, looked out of shape at his pro day, didn't really impress at the, at the scouting combine. And, you know, kind of goes back, kind of reminds me of another Florida product in Ja'Kiah Polite, you know what I mean, who's who's coming, you know, it's ironic that they come from the same school. I'm not saying anything about the University of Florida per se, but, you know, they just happen to come from the same school. So, you know, when, when it's guys like Caleb Brantley, you kind of look at it and say, you know, was it a dedication issue? Was it a work ethic issue? Thaddeus Moss, you can kind of look at it and say it was probably more of a fit issue. He's definitely more, you know, he's, he's a receiving tight end. I don't know that anybody ever expected him to become – a contributor as far as a blocker is concerned as a tight end in line or otherwise so you know it may just be a a role of he did have some injury you know issues you know early on but then they just may not see a role for him on the team so might as well let him go and find another squad to possibly sign a futures contract with or just start getting ready for his training camp tryout somewhere because you you the the son of a hall of famer he's going to get another shot at another roster he's going to get a training camp invite somewhere whether or not he makes good on it is is you know uh, to be determined no, I think it's a really good point that you make because uh, he wasn't really going to be in contention for the number two spot, right? Clearly, they are going to draft somebody, and if they don't draft somebody, they're going to acquire uh, somebody for that tight end two spot. But if you're going to play tight end three on this team, you damn well better be a good blocker or at least adequate or competent. And not only could he not stay healthy, but you're right, that wasn't his – I guess forte. They were probably counting on him when they signed him as an unrestricted, uh, as an undrafted free agent, of eventually being number two. But how could you plan on him uh, being number two uh, if he can't, you know, if he can't get on the field, or again, if if he doesn't show up for certain things? And I don't know th- that for sure. I'm just speculating that that's sometimes how uh, these things work. Caleb Brantley was a guy that I had some high hopes for, uh, and I was disappointed to see him pull out last year. I mean, understand the reasons, but I, I, they re-signed him, and I know they had some decent hopes for him. But 
Um, you know, it just didn't work out for whatever reason uh, for Caleb Brantley, and it'll rob them a little bit of, of depth. But remember, you have Ioannidis coming back. You have your front four, and you have James Smith-Williams. So it's kind of like, are we going to – are we going to get a, a football player that we're not sure is actually a fit here who hasn't also, by the way, played in, I mean, several years. He played one game in 2019 for the Washington then Redskins. Um, so uh, that's the situation with there. All right. So five guys uh, by uh, released by the Washington football team on Friday coming up next David and I are going to start to dig into a three-round mock draft that is going to surprise you with what the Washington football team did. Yeah, and today's episode brought to you in part by our friends over at BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football games might be over, but the NFL draft is coming up. We covered some prop bets last week. There are plenty of those up over at BetOnline.ag. They've also got you covered for NBA action, hockey, and baseball. And they've got you covered for awards TV shows and reality TV. So really, they've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything. You can imagine betonline.ag has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. When you sign up, go poke around a little bit, see if something piques your interest. If you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On. you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on top of that deposit. So if you deposit $100, use the promo code Locked On. you get an extra $50. Now you've got $150 you can bet on over at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts back now for segment two or the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Start off the week, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Find us on Twitter at dharrison82. Find Chris at russellmania621. And then find the show at Pod. And like Chris said, at the end of segment one there, we're, we're diving into Mock Draft Monday here in segment two, a three-round mock draft brought to us by our friends over at Pro Football Network and Matt Valdivinos. And Chris, you mentioned it, a trade-up, but not the trade-up maybe that some were expecting, but still interesting, all in the same. Yeah, so let's unpack this. Uh, according to Valdivinos, and again, this is just, <laughs> I mean, <coughs> this didn't happen. This isn't a report. This is a mock draft. Okay, so let's start with that as that disclaimer. Washington, Matt, uh, has going from 19 to number seven. So not number four, as we've kind of speculated and has been widely bantered about. We'll get to that later. With the Detroit Lions in a trade for Justin Fields, a quarterback from Ohio State. Before we get into the reasoning and the rationale, here's the proposed trade. And then, David, I want your immediate reaction before, again, we get into the fit as to the compensation package. Number 19, of course, the Washington first round pick. Number 51, 
uh, the Washington second round pick. They stink in the second round anyway. So that might actually help them based on, on their wicked 20 year history uh, with second round picks. Number 124, which is a fourth round pick in this year's draft. So 1951, first, second, fourth, 124 overall, plus a 2022 first round pick and a third round pick in 2022 uh saving their two third round picks this year sending the third round pick and a first next year to the lions to move up 12 spots from 19 to 7 for the again number seven overall pick before we get to justin fields and the fit i want to ask you for your thoughts on the compensation do you think that's fair or do you think that's too much or too little? I mean, I, I think it's fair as in that's basically, you know, looking at the trends across in the National Football League and draft trades of the past, that's rather expectable. You know I mean? You've got two first-round draft picks, a second, a third, and a fourth uh, to move up 12 spots to the, to the number seven overall pick. Uh, so that, you know, as, as far as whether or not it's fair, I think it's fair in the terms that it matches kind of what we see in other NFL draft trades. Whether it's enough, uh, I think it's more than enough if I'm the Detroit Lions to, to move out of that number seven pick, although I'm not completely convinced that they wouldn't just draft Justin Fields uh, to, to compete with Jared Goff. But at the same time, they've got a lot of building to do themselves. So they may be looking to take the road that I think the Washington football team should be taking, which is keep the draft picks, build through the draft, draft some young talent to develop, add them to the free agents you've already signed and the in-house talent you already have to build the structure that you can then move the quarterback into to to make a nice comfortable home for him uh, at some point down the road so if you're the Detroit Lions you know you draft Justin Fields at number seven and it may take you his entire rookie contract to really put a put a construct around him that could be successful whereas you trade out you grab four extra picks so you end up getting five uh, five really top quality players you know in, in the first four rounds of the NFL draft in the next two years out of this draft on top of your own picks and now you can build a team around a future quarterback uh, again, I think that's what Washington should be doing, so I'm obviously not going to like this move. Um, but I think it is a fair move from Valdivinos as a projection for what Washington would have to pay to move up to pick number seven. Yeah, and not only from a Detroit perspective, remember, they also got a couple of uh, first-round picks from the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, so you combine that with what they already have and what they would be getting in this projected mock trade, uh, and certainly they would at least be on paper – loaded to try and reconstruct their roster with their new GM, uh, Brad Holmes, who comes over from the Los Angeles Rams. All right, so let's get into the idea of Justin Fields. Um, presumably, um, with Justin Fields sliding to number seven, presumably uh, Trey Lance would would not be an option here, right? Um, and, 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 you know, like, Washington would wait until Detroit was on the board in order to make this trade. Uh, I'm still not a big fan of doing this and specifically for fields. Like I get that people think he is, uh, you know, a, a, a really hard worker. Those that came out in defense of him, including his head coach, um, people feel he's very smart. Uh, people feel that, you know, big, big body, good arm, strong arm, uh, good athletic mobility, tough, resilient leader, winner, all of that stuff. Basically all of that in a bag of chips. But I, I just, I don't know when I watched Justin Fields and maybe it was just the weirdness of the year. 
Like I saw too much inconsistency, especially against better defenses. I mean, if you look at the Alabama game, and I know he wasn't healthy, and I know it's Alabama. You look at the Northwestern Big Ten Championship game. You look at Indiana, three of the better teams that he faced this year. And I understand he carved up Clemson. I got it. I'm not saying that he's incapable of being great. Just based on what I've been able to tell David, too much inconsistency right now. And I can't imagine how all of a sudden he becomes a consistent robot, if you will, on the next level. Yeah, I mean, what you have in Justin Fields is you have an issue that we've seen with a lot of college quarterbacks coming out of or entering into their pro careers who were allowed to and even at some certain point schemed into relying on their legs a little bit too much. You can't survive the National Football League on your legs for very long. And when you talk about drafting a franchise quarterback, that's what you're looking for. You're not looking for a quarterback that's going to be really good for five years or really good for six years or even really good for 10 years. You're looking for the next decade and a half. You're hoping for, for maybe close to, tw- to two decades of production from that quarterback when you draft them there. That's how important that position is. And when you're going to, and when you're mortgaging your future by sending again, two first round picks, a second, a third and a fourth for that player, that's what you're wanting in return. You're not wanting, you know, a handful of years from this guy. So you go back to uh, even RG three. Listen, when, when RG three was coming out, you know, it wasn't that I thought the draft trade uh, to go get RG3 was a bad was a bad move. What I thought was if RG3 plays NFL football the way RG3 played college football, he's not going to have a very long career. And you kind of saw what happened. And, it's not, and believe me, uh, I was never a guy to celebrate, yay, I was right about RG3's NFL career because you don't want to see that happen to a guy. But you go back to Carson Wentz. Again, Carson Wentz is a guy – uh, that used his mobility at North Dakota State University as a weapon, not just because he had it, but because it was part of the game plan, part of the scheme. So when you draft that guy to the NFL, look what happens when you say, hey, we no longer want you to use that weapon that got you here. Now we want you to do something else. You're asking a slow dancer who's been trained in, in formal you know, ballroom dancing to now become a break dancer or vice versa. And that's not how this, you know, it doesn't typically work out right. Look at the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. As soon as NFL teams figured out how to defend Lamar Jackson as a runner and a passer, now you force him to become a better passer. That's going to be hard to do for a quarterback that's been relying on their legs so much. And again, you go through the the list of things. Michael Vick is a unicorn. Patrick Mahomes is a unicorn. Those are not guys that you can look at and say, that's the norm. That's how every mobile quarterback is going to be. And that's why I have a lot of concerns with guys like Trey Lance, like Justin Fields, because they have been allowed to and even encouraged to and then schemed into relying on their athleticism more than they were, were, I don't want to say forced, but more than they were schemed into relying on their arms. Does it mean they can't rely on their arms? Not necessarily, but history kind of says when you have a coach that tells your quarterback to rely on their athleticism, there's a reason, and it's not just because they're super athletic. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, So I guess just kind of putting a, a bow tie on this, uh, both of us, as we've been very outspoken about, not in, in in big favor of moving up and trading and making any kind of over-aggressive uh, gamble here. Uh, so, you know, ultimately, Washington's going to do what they want to do. Uh, and, and and I fear it's not going to be what, what David and I would rather them do, but that's they're in control of their football team. All right. We will get back into more of the Valdivinos three round mock draft. We have a couple of picks to finish up. Plus we have another trade mock that we have to get into next right here on the locked on Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell for built bar. That's right. Built bar is even more deliciouser. If that's such a thing. 
Trust me, they're delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Uh, the six newer flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Now, you might be thinking, wait a second, those all sound great, and they are, but they're all wrapped in chocolate as well. So you get that extra taste that you're kind of desiring in a chocolate bar. But there's even more news and good news is even though each and every bar is wrapped in chocolate and soft and easy to chew, they're low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, great for any kind of diet, including keto. You can use it after your workout. You can use it for meal replacement, whatever you want, guys. Built Bar is the jam. Built Bar is offering you right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, 15% off if you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Follow the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So finishing up, David, the uh, three-round mock projection after the big trade to Detroit for the number seven overall pick that Matt Valdivinos of Pro Football Network put together. Um, Of course, there is no second-round pick because that was part of the trade. Third round, number 74 overall. And remember, Washington has two third-round picks. So I'll I'll give them to you both and maybe get a quick thought on on what you see here. I love this pick at 74 overall, Brevin Jordan, a tight end from Miami, who I think a lot of people think might go in the low part of the second round. They get him in this projection midway through the third. Uh, And Jordan is a guy that seemingly is very athletic, uh, you know, can catch the rock and only got better when De'Ara King became the quarterback uh, at Miami. And he actually had a quarterback to throw him the football, uh, not to say that he's a great blocker, but I think he would be a really nice compliment uh, in addition to this tight end group with Logan Thomas. Uh, and then at number 82 overall, they get Caden Stearns, a safety from Texas. So if you're not doing the first or second round pick, well, you're getting the quarterback, of the future in the first round pick you hope and then you're getting a tight end and a safety in the third round with both of your picks what do you make of that haul in a vacuum i like brevin jordan a lot for the washington football team and third round seems to kind of be where a lot of people think that washington is going to target a second tight end and, and i can't disagree with that to be honest with you so i like i like brevin jordan a lot in that in that role in that spot and i think that's a good value pick there 
Caden Stearns, I have, you know, some concerns over when you look at, you know, when you look at third round draft picks, you're kind of looking at guys that you're not necessarily expecting to be starters right off the bat. And they may never become starters at all, but you're at least looking for guys they're going to contribute uh, a little bit right away and then develop into their roles more and more as you go. You're not typically looking for a third round pick to just be a special teams guy. That's that's usually your fourth, fifth, you know, even deeper than that uh, type of guys. So Caden Stearns, the guy, he, he didn't really ever live up to expectations of Texas as a safety, and he's got some good athleticism. He's got some things that are attractive about him, but he's also uh, got some tape that says he doesn't fully uh, take advantage of all the athletic tools that he has. So you kind of wonder, is that a coaching thing? Because it definitely could be a coaching thing, or is that a player thing? And, and this type of a situation where you can't fully evaluate a guy because of a lack of a combine and all that stuff, I don't personally – wouldn't spend a third round pick on a guy that I have that many questions on. Again, those are my questions. I don't know what Ron and the Martys, you know, see. So if they don't have those same questions, then hey, they're probably gonna feel really good about it. But I've got a lot of questions about Caden Stearns that I can't answer until I see him on an NFL field. And because of that, I wouldn't spend a third round pick there. But I do like the safety targets. My concern here is that when you look at this mock draft in total, you get a quarterback, you get a tight end, you get a safety. But two positions that you don't address so the offensive line, you don't address that group at all in this in the in the first uh, three rounds of this mock draft, and you don't address the linebacker core, the off-ball linebacker core specifically. To me, those are your two biggest areas of concern. Like I'd rather run in uh, to the season with Cam Curl and with uh, Landon Collins and what you have at safety currently over what you have currently at linebacker and completely and totally in the offensive line. So to me, that's where this this mock draft falls short. And then Chris looking at what the Detroit Lions got in this trade, right? They don't get Justin Fields, but they get Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota and they get Jabril Cox. Like, I would rather have Rashad Bateman, Jabril Cox, Brevin Jordan, and Caden Stearns than I would Justin Fields, Brevin Jordan, Caden Stearns. Yeah, and, and I mean, who knows how things would obviously turn out. I don't know if they would take Rashad Bateman, meaning Washington at 19, uh, considering all the upgrades they've made at the wide receiver position. But certainly Jabril Cox, you would think, would be very much on the radar if they went somewhere else other than linebacker uh, in the first round. David, moving on uh, on Mock Draft Monday, uh, we kind of touched on it. We kind of teased about it. We talked about it last week when the rumor and the speculation from Michael Lombardi came out. And now ProFootballFocus.com has jumped into the pool and they projected Washington to move from number 19 to number four for Trey Lance. Now, they don't spell out compensation. I'm not going to ask you how you feel about this because, again, we're both on record saying, no, please don't do this, right? Um, but I guess what I would ask you this is, is there any compensation package that would make you feel better about moving from 19 to four. And when I say that is, you know, maybe you don't have to give up a first round pick, a second round pick uh, this year, and then a first round pick, a second round pick and a third round pick next year, whatever it might be, right? I mean, you're gonna have to pay significantly to move from number 19 to four. Could you potentially with Kyle Smith in Atlanta, and knowing the red, the Washington football team roster, I have no idea why I'm stuck today. Uh, as intimately as he does, could 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 they maybe like take a player in, in instead of a first round pick or a second round pick or something like that? Is there anything that would make you feel better about a move from 19 to number four? And it's just because I don't like Atlanta is not going to, you know, if they were going to take a player, it would not be a role player like you're not talking about I can't even think of a guy like you're you're not you're talking not about thinking like thinking about Matt Matt Ionis right. or Tim Settle right exactly like they're not looking for 
veteran role players in Atlanta. They're looking for young talent that they can groom into the next generation of star Falcons. You know what I mean? That's, that's just kind of the impression I get of it. And, and going back to draft pick values, you know, Jimmy Johnson created this draft value chart, uh, you know, long time ago. I, I want to say a while back, but that's not even as far back as it goes a long time ago, I'm going to say. And that's kind of, you know, it's, I'm sure it's taken its, its changes here and there, but it's kind of become the, the trademark of how you evaluate uh, NFL drafts. And, According to the chart that I have in front of me, the Atlanta, uh, you know, the fourth overall pick is worth 1,800 points on that chart. And Washington's 19th overall pick is worth 875 points. So there's about a thousand point difference there. And then when you add in the fact that Atlanta knows you're moving up for a quarterback, then you want to, you're going to add more value to that. And then of course you have to have, uh, you know, the, 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 the inflation, I suppose, if you want to call it that of the sellers of the seller's market, you know what I mean? Like Atlanta need, you need to, you need to trade up in this situation more than Atlanta needs to trade out is, is what I'm saying. There's gonna be more bidders than there are sellers. And so you almost look at it as, as time and a half. You're going to pay time and a half. So if it's 1,800 points, you're really looking at about 2,700 points that you're going to have to pay uh, with, with the competition that the Atlanta is expecting to have at pick number four. So when you're looking at Washington, you're at 875 points. So even if you get credit for all 875 points, you're still looking at about 1,800 points that you've got to come off of in, in draft value uh, to send to the Atlanta Falcons. And don't think that they're going to sit here and say, well, you're moving up for a quarterback. You're not going to, you're expecting to get better. You're not expecting to worse. So for your next first round draft pick, we're not going to let you come in at 875 point value. We'll give you 800. Maybe we'll give you 775. You know what I mean? Like they're, that's kind of how they're going to look at this. You're giving up at least two first round draft picks, at least two second round draft picks. If not, you're giving up three first round draft picks. It's way too much. It's way too much. It's way too early in my opinion, for this franchise, for this roster where they're at. And again, you just brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I understand that he's not the quarterback of the future, but he can be the quarterback of the right now and still bring you back to that 19, 20, 21, you know, overall pick next year. And if you really want to, if you hit on a lot of draft picks this year and you really want to do make that move next year, you're in a much better position to do so next year. And there will be another crop of top quote-unquote quarterbacks next year. They, they come out every year. As we wrap up this particular episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David, you uh, found a, a very, very nice message that was left from Sean Lyon for us. Uh, yeah, left this comment for us over the Apple uh, podcast charts. And, and, the, and the title of the comment was Love It. And the comment itself was Chris and David, nice team. Love the way you guys flow with one another. Also, always good to hear you, your guys' different perspectives. Uh, keep up the great work. Always look forward to hearing you guys as I paint. So very cool to, to, to just kind of get a glimpse of the lives that people are letting us into by listening to the show. Absolutely. And thank you very much, Sean, uh, for the very nice words. We appreciate you very much listening. We appreciate all you guys that leave comments, uh, rate, review, subscribe, download, share, and spread the love. Uh, as always, great to be with you, David, and great to be with you guys here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 